This is The Bible and Homosexuality. I'm your host, Elton Sherwin. If you have friends or relatives who angst over the clobber verses, or if you know young people who have left the church, please send them a link to this series. Episode 8, What Would Paul Say About Gay Marriage and Gender Pronouns? Episode 8, What Would Paul Say About Gay Marriage and Gender Pronouns? I'm your host, Elton Sherwin. Thank you for joining me today. Previously, we looked at four Old Testament clobber verses used to condemn the LGBTQIA community. We saw that none of them were talking about consensual relationships. And we saw several crimes of sexual violence have been incorrectly blamed on gay men. Gay men who were blameless and played no part in this violence. Then, in the last two episodes, we spent considerable time discussing Jesus' remarks on sexual and gender minorities. Scripture that is difficult to understand, but is important to understanding the affirming nature of the gospel. In this episode, I had planned to talk about the amazing story of the Ethiopian Queen's Chamberlain, but we will discuss that in the next episode. I needed a bit of a change of pace, something shorter, simpler, a bit lighter, and to test some new software. So, in this episode, we look at two verses from the Apostle Paul. They are undisputed in translation, although most churches interpret them differently or skip over what they so obviously say. I ask you to put aside your preconceptions about the Apostle Paul and listen to what he actually said. Gender-neutral pronouns. I recently had a brief encounter with a conservative Catholic theologian. The issue at the top of his worry list was young people using non-traditional or gender-neutral pronouns. Paul, I believe, spoke to this. I wish I had thought of this scripture at the time. From Paul's letter to the Galatians. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28. Well, there you have it. The Apostle Paul's comments on using gender-neutral pronouns. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So, if you hear some Christians saying that you should not use gender-neutral pronouns, you are now armed with a shield from the Apostle Paul. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28. Now that we have that cleared up, let us turn to another issue that the Apostle Paul illuminates. 
gay marriage. In December of 2019, I had a stroke. More about my stroke in the next episode. But during my recuperation, I wrote a poem about same-sex marriage. Then, before the COVID lockdowns of 2020, our local church was holding an open mic for musicians and poets. This was the first time I had spoken in public after my stroke. The poem's title is, Would Paul Approve of Gay Marriage? It is a spoken poem with no rhyming, really a short essay. I've added different voices for the scripture and the pastor. But other than that, this is pretty much as I read it that evening. Would the Apostle Paul approve of gay marriage? I think he would. On most topics involving women, sex, or marriage, Paul's writings are a bit confusing. In several instances, his meaning is obscured. The exact translation of old Greek words lost to antiquity. And in at least one instance, he seems to have made up a word. Nevertheless, Paul, who never married, has become the Bible's authority on marriage. And on the topic of marriage, Paul's clearest, easiest-to-understand guidance is in his first letter to the new believers in the Greek city of Corinth. Now to the unmarried, and the widows, I say. It is good for them to stay unmarried, as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry, than to burn with passion. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 and 9. Doesn't this perfectly describe some gay couples? If they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry, than to burn with passion. I can see this becoming quite popular in gay weddings. Jonathan and David stand here today, obedient to the Apostle Paul, who said, It is good to stay unmarried, but if you cannot control yourselves, you should marry. So, today, we celebrate the uniting of Jonathan and David. I look forward to the YouTube videos of weddings using this scripture, and I will celebrate the day when all churches will heed Paul's words and marry couples regardless of their sexual orientation or gender. I saw some nodding heads among the young people in the audience, and a few skeptical looks amongst the older church members. But the point of doing this was not to change the minds of the older church members, but to let any queer or questioning young people know they have an ally, senior members of their faith community who do not believe that they are intrinsically disordered. A final thought. You have undoubtedly heard it said, the Bible says marriage is between a man and a woman. But Paul actually says, There is neither male nor female to the unmarried. If they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. 
There is assuredly scripture that you can twist to condemn gay marriage. And there is assuredly scripture that you can twist to condemn gender-neutral pronouns. But the interpretation of the scriptures I have used above from 1 Corinthians and Galatians are much more straightforward than the scriptural gymnastics required to use the Bible to condemn either gender-neutral pronouns or gay marriage. It is important to note, when talking about same-sex marriage or other LGBTQIA issues, that Paul clearly does not think that gender is important in the eyes of God. There is neither male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. Let me repeat that. When talking about same-sex marriage or other LGBTQIA issues, Paul clearly does not think that gender is important in the eyes of God. There is neither male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. Just some brief thoughts from the Apostle Paul. Well, that's it for today. Next time, one of the most important stories in the book of Acts proclaiming the gospel's inclusive and affirming message. Furthermore, it is one of the very few instances in the Bible where God teleports someone from one city to another. A lot more coming up. This is Elton Sherwin. Thank you for joining me today. Mm -hmm.